3: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The United States and the nations of Europe do not seek to control or destroy Russia. The West was not plotting to attack Russia. This war was never a necessity. It's a tragedy. President Putin chose this war. Every day the war continues is his choice. He could end the war with a word.
0: Yeah, I like that stuff where he said if Russia started fighting, the war would end. If Ukraine stops fighting, they lose their country. It was a war of choice by Putin. That's good stuff, you know, to counter what Putin said earlier in the day.
4: Yeah, I read the transcript of Putin's speech, and it was all about, oh, my God, they forced this on us. They attacked us. They attacked those nice Russian-speaking people in the Donbass. I mean, didn't want this war, but, man, we got to fight it now.
0: Oh, yeah, they got kids in school making candles for the soldiers in the trenches fighting the Nazis. How awful is that? Just horrible. But as far as the United States and the rest of the world's commitment to supporting Ukraine, which... Again, the Washington Post had a blockbuster story like a week or so ago with supposed sources inside the White House where they had told Ukrainian leaders, including President Zelensky, hey, we better see some results soon. This isn't forever, all right? Well, the president said the opposite yesterday and then went on to say this
3: Article 5 is a sacred commitment the United States has made. We will defend literally every inch of NATO every inch of NATO. And uh, it's this important moment. I look forward to the discussion and the next steps we can take together and to keep our alliance strong and to further deter aggression.
0: Now, can you say that? Go as strong with uh, every inch? Article 5 is a sacred commitment and we would never break that bond, blah, blah, blah. If Estonia gets invaded by Russia, does the United States okay with American troops? Because that would happen. That's what, mm-hmm. you know, NATO is mostly us um, fighting in Estonia to save that country because Article five, the president seems to think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, what would actually happen is uh, difficult to know. I'm, I'm guessing about the, the many moods of the ancient Joe Biden, uh, but I think there's there's value in, in stating it as clearly as he did any inch of NATO territory. You're at war with NATO. It's just, it, it'll tend to prevent it.
0: For as long as it takes, that's how long we're going to be with you, President Zelensky. For as long as it takes. Well, What's the latest polling on this? The Associated Press poll shows that a year in, America's support for supplying weapons or funds to Ukraine is definitely softening. Um, which number should I go with first to make the best point? Um Look at him massaging the statistics to mislead us, folks. Let's start here, just since we just heard from the president. Only 19% of Americans in the survey released yesterday said they have a great deal of confidence in Biden to address the war in Ukraine. Only 19%. Overall, 37% report some confidence in the president. 43% of Americans said they have hardly any confidence in the president's ability to deal with the war. So I don't know what people were what a lot of people are expecting from him or if it's just his low approval ratings in general just the feeling that he just is not able to deal with anything i don't know
4: you know i'm harshly critical of joe biden and his administration in many many ways um and i don't love the way he's dealt with ukraine but uh, i have some level of confidence uh yeah it's a difficult balancing act to know how far to go to not trigger world war three everybody's in agreement on
0: that i do too um, one more number that I want to hit you with there before I get to it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, for the United States and our support here in the United States, um, the ABC news poll, Washington post poll found 33% of Americans say the US is us is doing too much from, for Ukraine. That's up from 14% last spring. So it went from 14 last spring to 33% this spring. Of saying that we're doing too much, where does that end up a year from now? That's I a, think- a a decent question that a number of my favorite like pro supporting Ukraine people have asked because uh, with the idea that you're going to have to sell it to people because okay we spent 113 billion dollars in year one, and you keep talking about how this is going to be a long war, it's going to last several years. Can we uh, you, should should you come out should the president come out and say we're probably going to spend another hundred billion dollars this year and this is why. Yeah, I think that's that's a great question right now,
4: because I feel like we're just moving into the period of the war where people are saying, oh, yeah, the Ukraine war, the uh, like getting updates on a regular basis. Part of most Americans consciousness is in the past now.
0: Absolutely. But if we spend another similar amount of money this year, we could head into the 24 presidential election. Haven't spent a quarter of a trillion dollars on this war in Ukraine. Right. Right. Well, and uh, one other thing that's going to almost certainly
4: increase, no, not almost certainly, it will certainly increase, is uh, our news stories and statements that, hey, we're seriously depleted now in our stockpile of uh, weapons A, B, and C, and uh, to the point that we're pretty concerned about it. You're going to hear leaks out of the Pentagon to that effect. We already have. Um, And so as that grows, public perception is going to change, and not for the better in terms of supporting Ukraine.
0: The latest polling in Europe, though, is it's very strong among all those countries. Their, their, their populations are very strong in their support, with the full realization, I guess, that Russia's right over there. They take Ukraine and get away with it, in a couple of years they might be coming for us. So they have a different view of it, of course.
4: Well, yeah, and they're also seeing the millions of refugees pour into their countries and hearing the horror stories. And so the threat of Russia... Is much more real, not just because of geography, but because they're seeing the damage
0: that's been done firsthand. So it's about fifty-fifty overall on the idea of sending weapons to Ukraine at this point. When it drops below fifty percent, uh, gets down around forty percent, and I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen politically. I don't know how big an issue that's going to be. I don't know if you're going to have a handful of Republican candidates supporting. Ukraine and a handful of Republican candidates saying it's got to end. I don't know. But I think that's probably what's going to happen. That'll be a hot topic on the debate stage, man, because that's not a complicated uh, nibbling around the edges of some complicated policy. It's a They're for it or against it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And there's some really interesting bedfellows as a conservative, because what Putin's one of his main arguments to his own people and he's uh, formed this unholy alliance with the Russian Orthodox Church to push this notion is that Ukraine was was turning toward the west. Now his other argument is that they're Nazis, which is ridiculous. And yes, I'm familiar with the Azov Battalion and the fact that there are hardcore right-wingers in Ukraine. If we got invaded by our neighbors, well, you'd see some right-wing freaking Americans uh, out here too. It's a natural reaction of that sure. sort of thing. Anyway, um <clears throat> uh so aside from the nazi argument he's been saying look they're trying to turn turn ukraine to the west with its perversions with its gay people and its transgender this and its they're they're, they're trying to tell their little kids that they ought to change their gender and, you know, he he isn't making all this stuff up. He's saying the West is debauched. It's sick. It's perverse. And they're trying to come for Russian culture and and then pervert it like they're doing to their own. And we've got to fight them. And so you've got a certain, uh, you know, fairly hardcore conservative uh, coalition in the U.S. that's like, yeah, you're, we're not really down with that stuff either. And if Putin's fighting against it, how can we be in favor of Ukraine? I don't think your logic holds up because I don't think Putin is I think he's 90 percent insincere, but it's like I say, it makes for some odd bedfellows.
0: So, again, 48 percent of Americans favor the U.S. providing weapons to Ukraine at this point, just below half. But it is dropping and a good chunk of those 48, uh, the, the people that don't want to support Ukraine um, are Republicans. So, again, that's going to play a role in the, in the whole nominating thing. His pump. Where's Trump on this? He's the leading candidate.
4: I don't know. He's always been odd about Putin, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'll let him speak for himself, Jack. So coming up, a couple of interesting uh, economic notes, including a report from the uh, National Association of Realtors. Uh, lots of whales are washing up dead on the East Coast, and dozens of New Jersey mayors have said, stop! We'll tell you what they want. Stopped. Stopped to what? Stop dying, whales? No, they, I'll tell you what they want stopped coming up because they think it's snuffing out the whole whales.
0: And one of our favorite politicians, Eric Squalwell, briefly a presidential candidate, was living large off of his uh, supporters, as a lot of politicians do. And the numbers are fun. We'll get wow, into that. That's, that's shocking because he doesn't come off like a complete phony.
2: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so we
0: got that, among other things, on the way.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Time is money
0: in my business and when I'm waiting on hold with Expedia, or American, Delta, Verizon, AT&T, they're literally wasting my time when I only have one question to ask them. This information I'm going to share with you is definitely going to save you a lot of time and literally 90% of the time I get through in less than two minutes and they help me and I'm on my way. Let's say you call American Airlines or Wells Fargo, you call up the customer service number, you get to the main menu, and you click zero pound, zero pound, zero pound, and you go all the way through to a customer service rep, just like that. This little piece of information has saved me so much time and aggravation and frustration, so try it out, and it worked about 90% of the time, but only on the larger companies. Okay, ma'am, you have a weird speaking style, mm. but that information might be handy. Zero pound, zero pound, zero pound. Correct. And most of the time, that will get you to a human. I wonder. I feel like all of these hacks work until so many people are doing them that they change their system, because obviously, the whole point is to save money by not having you talk to a human being. Right. right. steering you towards some technology instead. yeah. Yeah, it's the whole. Listen to the entire menu because the numbers have changed. Yeah, because you yeah, Because you don't want us to all just hit zero like we used to be able to do. And talk to a human, because that's what all your customers would like. All your customers would like to be able to talk to a human about their particular need and get it answered promptly. But you don't want to pay that human, so we're out of luck. Right. And if you do want to talk to a human,
4: uh, you are call number 477. Uh, You'll be taken in the order you
0: called. We value your service. I hate it when you can hear a smile. Your time is important to us. (laughs) We value your customers. No, you don't. If you valued me at all, you'd, you'd pay some $15 an hour employee to answer the freaking phone. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm skeptical about that is I remember back in the day,
4: these lists had come out now and again, in every company, or, or not every company, but there were a variety of ways to get to a real human being, and it varied very much by the phone system. Mm. Maybe it's much more standardized these days. I don't know.
0: Well, but it's not going to be for very long. It would defeat the whole purpose. If everybody catches on by Monday, they will change it. Right. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Uh, got an update on the whole Microsoft chatbot thing that's pretty interesting. That's a battle going on between Microsoft and Google. This is a big deal because there are gazillions of dollars on the line for whoever wins out on that. So more on that coming up later. I want you to hit you with my favorite headline of the day. I won't do the story, just the headline. This is the headline. Corgi-sized meteor... As heavy as four baby elephants hits Texas. Wow. Corgi
4: sized,
0: yet as heavy as four baby elephants. You have grasped the contradiction and interest in the headline. As long as a llama's neck <laughs> and as black as a the
4: blackest black bear.
0: <laughs>
4: what is this writer just? As many legs in a zoo, as an
0: octopus, <laughs> but as few heads as a dung beetle.
4: I don't know. But more on that story later. That is very funny. I like that. Uh, Just a couple of quick headlines for you. National Association of Realtors reported Tuesday the median existing home sales price in the U.S. was down uh, in January uh, from... About 360 down from f- the record 416 in June, but actually up still some from January last year. So the crazy, crazy peak has passed, and it's settled down. Uh, you know, any national statistic
1: it is It needs
0: of- to crash, though. I was ca- talking to other people like me who are looking <laughs> to buy a house. Just like b- coming down a little bit isn't enough. It went so for several years. Now interest rates are high. It's got to crash.
4: Yeah. So we're waiting
0: for the crash.
4: Yeah, well, stop it. Everybody's saying, shut up, shut up, shut up. We'll have to see. Uh, also, uh, what? oh, here it is. The EPA on Tuesday ordered Norfolk Southern Railroad to fund and carry out clean-out efforts after the train derailed there in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, if the rail transportation company fails to complete any part of the cleanup, the EPA says we'll finish it for you and charge you triple the actual cost. Which is kind of a nice system. Ah, I was reading about the the people in that area, and it's it's sad, you know, just on a purely human level. That is a very pretty place, but affordable, so people could get a couple of acres and and have a horse and and plant a garden and and live a, a peaceful life in the country, though they are not wealthy. Because a lot of folks listening live in a part of the uh, the country where to buy a several acres and, and to have a horse and the rest of it, you got to have money. Um, but so these are people of modest means, but really enjoying their lives. And now they're scared to death that their animals are going to die. They they've been selling radishes to pay their rent, and nobody wants their damn radishes because they're afraid they're poisoned and on and Wanna on. Want to buy just, a poisoned it's, radish? It's nobody does, Jack. Nobody does is the thing. And then this story, I, I have been fascinated by whales since I was a kid. Love to learn about them, watch them. I've gone on countless whale-watching uh, trips, and it's fascinating. To me. I'm trying to look like one. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Uh, but uh, a bunch of dead whales have lo- have washed up on the New Jersey shore. That's horrible.
0: That's, I hate that story.
4: Oh, it is. It's absolutely terrible. And a coalition of 30 mayors has signed a letter calling on federal lawmakers and officials to implement a moratorium on giant offshore wind farms oh. until we can nail down whether that's killing the whales. Well,
0: so they they don't know that it is, but they suspect that it is, obviously.
4: Yeah, they they, they clearly do, and they wrote How? this letter to congresspeople and senators and all sorts of people. Um, Well, that's not actually clear to me. I've heard suggestions that... The building of them and then the operation of them disrupt the whales' ability to communicate with sound through the water. They're noisy, and they make low rumbling noises and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, maybe it drives the whales crazy and they commit suicide. I don't know exactly how that makes them dead, per se. But there's
0: always unforeseen consequences to everything. So you got this green help the planet movement with the wind farms, but you're killing off the, the world's whales. That's fantastic. Right some geek from the uh,
4: from NOAA the National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, people or administration said uh, no 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 there's no uh, proof that uh, the whales are being killed by this there's been a uh, dying off of whales uh, for a while now and he then shot a bald eagle
0: out of the sky and kicked a harp seal baby but <laughs> oh jeez I'm with the mayors save the whales um the battle between Google and Microsoft for AI is huge
3: strong she- and Getty
1: at PurdueGlobal. Edu,
3: the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: maybe the most interesting story I've heard this year is that whole chat GPT thing that we got into a week or so ago, the New York Times tech guy getting freaked out by the uh, chat bot falling in love with him, asking (laughs) him to leave his wife, et cetera, et cetera. You know that story by now if you you listen to the show, and it got a lot of attention in the AI world. And really the root of what's going on there is that uh, Microsoft, with their Bing chat bot is getting out early with everybody knowing that Google is coming hard. According to the Wall Street Journal, Google's Google's going to unleash at some point their chat bot, and um, they're hoping to rule the world the way they have for many years now with search engines with their whole chat thing. And everybody's wanting to be the one that gets all the attention or first in or however you get the most market share. Um but so because things went so weird with the chatbot people having these long conversations where the chatbot falls in love with you or threatens you or a variety of things Microsoft has uh, come up with some restrictions on Friday of last week Microsoft limited the number of questions you could ask the chatbot to 5 per chat session and 50 per day because the longer the conversations go on the weirder they get so they're trying to hmm. avoid screen captures that were floating around in social media. <laughs> the chatbot, you know, falling in love or threatening things or saying inappropriate this or that. Or becoming a Nazi or calling you a Nazi. Oh, right. Exactly. Saying you're worse than Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. That stuff is funny. Wow. So it's going to be really interesting whenever Google unleashes theirs, which uh, people I know who know a lot about this say could be a huge jump forward from from this one in terms of its capabilities. So we will see. Could be any day. Transitioning to this story, which I think is related somewhat, because one of the first things everybody thinks about when they start talking about the whole chatbot thing is what it's going to do to society and people's ability to have a phony relationship with a computer and all kinds of different weird things that can happen. Latest polling out most young men are single most young women are not and how it's going the direction of people not getting together at all more than 6 already this is before we get into the world of chatbot porn which is going to be upon us soon and then uh, the love bots of course right. more than 60% of young men are single nearly twice the rate of unattached young women signaling a larger breakdown in the social romantic and sexual life of the american male well, okay, hang on a second, though. Does that mean a certain number of the women are bigamists and or lesbians or
4: what? I mean, because there are roughly equal numbers, right, of men and
0: women in the U.S.? Uh, well, it gets into who's even searching for a relationship or not, which has uh, something to do with it, because a whole bunch of women have no interest in getting in a relationship. So, mm-hmm. uh, Men in their 20s are more likely than women in their 20s to be romantically uninvolved, sexually dormant, friendless, and lonely. They stand on the vanguard of an epidemic of declining marriage, sexuality, and relationships that afflicts all young America, according to the latest polling. We're in a crisis of connections, says a psychology professor. Um, Young men committing suicide at four times the rate of young women. They throw in young men are largely responsible for rising rates of mass shootings. It's less known whether or not any of this ties into that, but it certainly could, you know. Been a number of them have been incels. Whatever well, it that doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help. Women now collect about 60% of bachelor degrees. Um, They're throwing in all kinds of different numbers here to try to answer this. But as of, as of uh, a year ago, Pew Research Center found 30% of U.S. adults are neither married, living with a partner, nor engaged in a committed relationship. Nearly half of all young adults are single. of women and a whopping 63% of men. Not surprisingly, the decline in relationships marches astride with a decline in sex. The share of sexually active Americans stands at a 30-year low. Yeah. Really since since they've been keeping track of the numbers. So they don't know. It may be an all-time low. Well, every facet of human connection is in decline. From sexual, to
4: romantic, to friendship, to civic organizations, to bowling leagues, everything.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, everything. It, it should really get more attention. Some of these numbers you've heard before, but they're still shocking to hear again. Around 30% of young men report they had no sex in the last year. About a third of young men had no sex in the last year, which is... The lowest number since they have been keeping track and might be the lowest number going back to pre-birth control. I don't know. And even then. And even I then. Mean, yeah, that's a shocking a number. In a year? Well, here's yeah. why this would explain it. Only half of single men are seeking relationships or even casual dates, according to the Pew numbers. I don't get that at all. I'm from a different generation and a different part of the country and everything else. But I, there's never been a moment in my life where I wasn't either in a relationship or seeking a relationship. Well, like since I was, you know, 12 or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and But the fact that half of single men are n- not seeking a relationship or even casual dates, just not interested, not looking for it
4: at all. Or, and and every time we bring this up, we get emails pointing out, uh, yeah, I'm plenty interested in it, but I'm just so burned out. You know, you cannot get a woman interested in a relationship. Uh, it's just that the women but, are very bitter and, and not looking either these that, days. That's so fine.
0: Tough. That's fine. That's all fine. Whatever the reasons are, it's it's incredible. Whatever the reasons are, it's incredible. Yeah, I know. I know. As
4: I've said many, many times, if this was antelopes or chimps or something like that, the scientific world would be going crazy. We've seen a 30% decline in chimp uh, coupling and reproduction. The, The naturalist world would be on fire.
0: That number is trending downward year by year, by the way. So that half that are seeking a relationship or even a casual date, which ain't, I mean, that ain't much occasionally I'll go out with a woman to a, you know, a bar or a concert or something. Counts. A lot of people ain't doing that. Those numbers are declining. So where are we going to be 10 years from now? I don't know. Um, one more number to throw out there to explain some of it. One-fifth of Generation Z identifies as queer. Research suggests bisexual women make up a large share of the young adult queer community. So, that kind of gets to what you were talking about. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, some of that,
4: a lot of those numbers I don't buy because it's such a fashionable thing. It's such a great way to get a, approval in the uh, connected-only online world is to claim you're one thing or another. You get all sorts of uh, gravitas.
0: There are a whole bunch of numbers here that fit <laughs> together to make the overall number of people just not getting together as much. You, you have that whole thing, um, the percentage of people that, Either are or say they are part of the old queer community. Then you've got the women have way more college degrees than men. And the idea that women don't want to marry down, as it says here in the Pew Research. Well, if you got college degrees and the working men don't and you consider that marrying down, I think that's stupid. But if you do, in fact, I know that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do, then that's going to, you know, that's going to. That's going to cause a, a, a numbers to be low there.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I worry for humanity. I mean, like the not wanting to, quote, unquote, marry down thing. That's That feels transitional to me as fewer and fewer jobs actually require college degrees. More and more people realize they spend a tremendous amount of money to get a college degree, only to be sitting in a cubicle doing something that has nothing to do with their degree. That won't last. On the other hand, the pace of change is so fast and so, never ending, it'll be some new twist in society next that'll make it difficult to, or you know uncomfortable or whatever to couple. And I remember it was it had to be a decade ago. I read an article about uh, in Japan they were using this charming Japanese phrase that translated roughly to "grass-fed boys" about the growing number of Japanese young men who were very passive. Unambitious, uninterested in getting a mate, um, just just kind of didn't have much going on at all, and that was shocking to the Japanese consciousness. And and it's sure enough, it's spreading the entire developed world. These are weird times, man. So
0: only a cataclysm will reverse this. I think. I don't think mm-hmm. this is just like a um, like things coming and out of style, like bell bottoms or something like that. I, I don't think. I think a cataclysm will only is the only thing that will reverse this. But it's going to get worse when this whole chat thing goes. Isn't that going to add another 5, 10, 20% to these numbers of people that feel like, I don't need to leave my house. I get all my connection through my sex bot. <laughs> right. right. To the extent that they have sex at all, interest in sex at all, are the, are the guys that aren't having sex, the one-third of young men who are, didn't have sex in the last year, are they looking at porn, do you think? Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. Wow, but you're not motivated to go out and have the real thing. No, nope, you're getting enough gratification. Wow.
4: As I've said again a million times, you're getting candy. You're no longer hungry for a real meal.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see how this gets reversed.
4: But it, it won't. Uh, the societies that are like that will uh, decline in population, and the young hungry types will increase in population. And. Eclipse the old guard. It happens. Um, and, and perhaps humankind itself will die out and it'll become a planet of the apes or the, the lizards or the aforementioned antelopes. And I don't particularly care. I'll be long gone. You're but, um,
0: more nihilistic than normal today.
4: Oh, no. I just. I, oh, I no,
0: think, I'm not nihilistic. It's just we're all doomed and mankind will go away soon. Well, yeah. Yeah, that
4: summarizes it nicely. <laughs> Although, again, I, I believe that there are certain deep anthropological uh, imperatives that we follow that we don't even know we're following. We're comfortable. We're safe. Most of us. Um there's no adrenaline there's no danger therefore there is less testosterone danger drives reproduction because you got to keep the species going infant mortality rates are thank god at all time lows but that decreases the the biological need to reproduce and it's just and that tends to snowball until desperate times come back then all of a sudden you'll find a completely different society spring up or a planet of the apes
0: lust still exists but the edge is taken off with the pornography i guess if you'd have gone
4: back, yes. Although the decline in testosterone is uh, a real and significant part of yeah. my brilliant screed, which uh, I hope you were taking notes on.
0: Yeah, that that is that never should be left out. Yeah, we gave you those numbers a couple weeks ago. They're they're just shocking. Since the like 1970s, down like a third. I mean, that's huge. So yeah. sperm counts are ridiculous. Yeah, you call that a sperm count, son? So so younger men don't have even close to the desire that their dad or grandfather did so that's part of it you combine that with porn well yeah then definitely you probably can get by but you know i only have my own experience but i i don't think my experience was that much different than the rest of the country if you go back to like when i was in college the idea that one third of the dudes not only had not had sex in the last year they weren't even looking for it. it would just be what are you talking about
4: uh yeah it's it's like reading that um
0: that somebody had lost interest in breathing i I don't even what do you mean I've just uh, i've lost interest in eating i just uh, don't have a desire to eat what you gotta uh, get, eat getting back to my half-witted screed um
4: I just looked this up. I don't think there's any coincidence that there was a baby boom after a conflict in which seventy three million people died we Homo sapiens felt a strong, strong, strong urge to repopulate.
0: Like when you go stomp on a uh, wasp's nest, they go berserko reproducing. I learned that when I had my wasp problem years ago.
4: Yeah. Coyotes are the same.
0: Yeah.
4: And they're almost impossible to kill out. Kill
0: off. Wow. This is so interesting. You uh, you seem to be uh, looking forward to the sweet embrace of death to uh, not have to deal with this anymore, but I, I hope I live long enough to see how this plays out. It's going to be disturbing.
4: Well, I see myself as like an 80-year-old winning boxing matches against 20-year-olds. You know, how how thin and weedy and low sperm county are y'all <laughs> going to get?
0: And so are, are parents going to grow up in a world where it's not you're worried about your kids going out and having, you know, premarital sex and that sort of stuff? It's like, how do I get them to start? How do I get them to be interested in having sex with anybody?
4: Right, right.
0: Feels good, kids. Give it a try. Ah, quiet down, Grandma. (laughs) Uh, Your thoughts? Text line 415-295-KFTC.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: at prdouglobal.edu
3: The Armstrong and Getty show Look, my message to President about President Trump is, we thank you for your service, great, but we're moving on. Americans are not in the mode of just settling Right. We're never going to say that the next the best opportunity for tomorrow's leadership is yesterday's leadership. We want the next generation. We want the next big idea. We want the next piece of technology. And so it is in the American spirit to say we're going after the next thing and the next individual to lead our party and to lead this country. So it could be a variety of individuals. The former president is kind of baked in. Either you're with him or you're not. I don't think anything is going to get his poll numbers up. And as this race actually heats up and people start paying attention, there's just going to be a lot of other options on the table.
0: Who is that? He's definitely going to run for president. I think Chris Sununu. He is the governor of New Hampshire, and uh, as you heard there, he thinks uh, we need to move on from Trump. He's 48 years old, which by the standard of our, you know, last two candidates, is quite young. It's younger than the children of our candidates. Uh, excellent point. Um, just as an introduction, because I think he's going to be a big deal. I think he's going to be a player in this whole thing. Well, do you or not, or? I think he's I think he's going to make a mark.
4: Yeah, I, I wonder he's a very moderate Republican. I wonder how he fares in
0: the primaries where hardcore appeal to the bases are rewarded. Sure, be hard to win, but uh, I've seen him on a bunch of talk shows. He's got a good spiel anyway. Well, here's a little of him in on Fox's Brett Bear special report yesterday.
3: Live free or die, right? It's not just four words on a license plate. It's how we live. It's local control, limited government, low taxes, individual responsibility. And not just saying it, but actually creating a a, a metric that, that revolves around it. And that's what we are as Republicans, right? Those are the real conservative values. People say to me all the time, do we need to change who we are in the Republican Party? No. Let's just remember what we're all about. Limited government, local control. At the end of the day, it's how you balance a budget and have a surplus. It's how you kind of gain the trust of individuals. And most importantly, this ain't about us. The voters, as a governor, I'll tell you, the voters are smarter than me. They know what's going on in their towns. Let them have control. Let them make the decisions. That's what the founding fathers really built this country on. I think as Republicans and Democrats, we all have to kind of get back to what this country is all about, that federalistic type attitude. Um, That's how you can solve a lot of problems. We're super successful in New Hampshire. And anything we do to share that model with the rest of the country, you are happy to do it.
0: Of course, New Hampshire has 165 people, so...
4: Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I saw that live last night, and I just listened to it again, obviously. I liked it better not seeing him, because he. I thought he was k- trying to come off so as the happy warrior. He was almost manic. <laughs> but listening to it as a message, I thought it was absolutely terrific.
0: Limited government, local control is a pretty good message. Yeah,
4: yeah. Now, he did get it a little technocrat There, you know, it's not just four words. We just have to know how to design a metric. What? You got to not say stuff like that. Uh, But, yeah, he's he's a fresh voice, no doubt.
0: I like the cut of his jib. Well, he's got his degree in civil and environmental engineering from MIT. So environmental engineering. I'm not sure what that is. Mm. Put the lake over there and the woods over there. Is that what you... (sighs) I can only assume that's
4: correct. Yes, yes.
0: Move move that rock. It's too close to the other rock.
4: I don't don't know. I don't know. Interesting guy. Oh, coming up next hour, and I I hope you'll enjoy this as much as I did, uh, looking into a big new study. It was actually done by the Democratic Party, but they were trying to get at how are we doing and how are the Republicans doing in various parts of the country and among different sorts of people. And uh, this is not a spin job. This is uh, kind of a behind-the-scenes. We really, really want to know where we stand. And, and I found it very interesting. So we'll uh, share some of that with you next hour. Our, what is it, three of the Armstrong and Getty Show? How many damn hours do we do? Anyway, uh, if you can't stay tuned to grab the podcast later, the live radio show becomes Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: A meteor the size of a corgi dog, but weighed... As much as four baby elephants hit Texas on Wednesday. The most interesting part of that story, I think, is the fact that they don't have to be very big to weigh a lot. Would you rather have one elephant-sized corgi or four corgi-sized elephants? This is a a question that has baffled philosophers for decades.
4: I'm going with the little (laughs) elephants.
0: It's not even a question. Oh, they'd be cute. Oh, Um, come on. Yeah, much more on the way. Again, if you miss an hour, get the podcast. Appreciate it.